Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Have you been afraid to dip a toe in the world of Dynasty Fantasy Football? Have you heard about Dynasty Fantasy Football on one of the National Redraft pods, and now you're curious to join a league? Do you not know where to start or how to get better? Are you looking for a place to ask questions, questions that maybe would make you feel like you would get put down on social media? We all have, or I should say we all used to feel that way until we started patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone it's where new dynasty gamers intermediate dynasty gamers and the ultra sharp dynasty gamers all converge to come and hang out and talk football 24 7 no really it's a 24 7 group chat thanks in part to the best international patrons in football i'll put our group in our group chat up against any group chat in dynasty fantasy football period it's a place of community, it's a place of interaction, it's a place where you'll get better at Dynasty Fantasy Football with so many like-minded people looking to destroy their Dynasty Leagues. And get in while the getting's good. You know I love value. And you'll have a hard time getting better value for your money than with Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone right now. We'll be introducing a tiered Patreon, which is something commonly found on Patreon, to allow each Dynasty Gamer to choose what level of support they want with their Dynasty teams. But all tiers will be included for those that join at the current and historical rate of $5 a month from now through July 31st. That's about two weeks to lock in the old rate between now and July 31st. Now, every podcast has given you player valuations, but there are so few shows that focus on how to actually build a roster. That's where I take what I do on the Fantasy Fixer Upper and really go into a deep dive on strategy, how-tos, and overall advice on building and sustaining a roster from your startup, to your rebuild, and to your championship. There's an entire archive of over 100 mostly strategic-based pods, and there's more on the way. There's also information and how-tos for aspiring podcasters. We have three of our patrons that are creating content for their patron mates right now. They have also worked with me behind the scenes on how to start a show, do's and don'ts for podcasters, how to attain sponsors, and much, much more. One-on-one -on -one time with me is another thing that we do at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone, and being a patron is the only way to make it on the Fantasy Fixer Upper. But it's not all about the show. I trade DMs with all patrons, do one-on-ones via telephone, and more. You said you wanted to get better. So take advantage now before rates and tiers change in August over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. There's no better time than now to join. So what are you waiting for? What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Dynasty Warzone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. And on this week's show, we're going to talk about some mid-season trade targets and a little addition of if his name wasn't. But I'll tell you what his name is. His name is the man of the hour and the man with the power, Jerry Sinclair. How's it going, buddy? 
It is always good, my friend. We've been working on a damn trade for a month, and we just pulled it off right before. Look at us. We are just being productive today. Very productive. Got the show link to Jerry Early. By the way, if you're not watching live on YouTube, Jerry is in the midst of what I would call a damn good hair day. Hair day, <laughs> look good. He could probably trim the fade on the sides up a little bit, but that the hair on top... See, in my Perfect. defense, I told him I did not want to look like a European soccer player, so I did not go right to the to the scalp. Uh, you look good. You look good. Fr fresh cuts <laughs> on my man Jerry, looking like a million bucks. And I'll tell you what else has been going like a million bucks. The YouTube channel, continuing to add new subscribers. I uh, jumped on for 30 minutes. I uh, went two and one on my prop picks this week. 500 on my actual picks. Gave out some good advice. It was just me. My normal co-host, Jesse, was on a much-deserved vacation in, I think, South Carolina. But we'll be back this Sunday morning. Football Sunday School. Come get blessed before kickoff. About 11 a.m. Eastern. It goes for anywhere from an hour to an hour and 15 minutes. Because, you know, Jerry, I've got to have from like 12.45 Eastern to 1 to, like, you know, do that final run through all my lineups. You know... I've not done bad this year, but, you know, I've missed more inactives in my lineups than ever. It's crazy right now, the more lineups you have. Yeah, so I I thought I switched Kyler out of all of my leagues, but I missed him in one at least, which pissed me off so much. I, luckily, I had James Conner, so I won it anyway, but I'm with you. Once you once we start adding into the, the 20s and the 30s of leagues, I forget where everybody is, and it's sort of a pain in the ass, but... Yeah, it's something. And I had to work open to close. I didn't even get to listen to Sunday School this week. Pissed me right off, which is probably why I screwed everything up. But Little inside baseball. Speaking of baseball, that's what my son and I do Sunday mornings. He and I work together from 930 until 11. And as we're driving home from the facility, he has now learned how to, because he does not play fantasy football. He could care less. But he is tech savvy, and he is now adjusting lineups. And he knows how to read on sleeper if someone's out. And I didn't do bad last week because uh, Thursday night I have a thing. And I missed one T.Y. Hilton. Outside of that, that was my one screw up. But out of 17 leagues, I don't feel too bad, Jerry. No, that's not too bad. The, the other thing is they could have given us a little warning that David Montgomery was going to play. We didn't find that out until right before on Monday. So I'm guessing absolutely zero people had him in their lineups. Uh, very few. And and if you did, you, you probably had like Allen Robinson or Darnell yeah. Mooney or maybe a Claypool in your flex. And maybe you had the opportunity at the last minute to pivot to David. He looked good. And the, the yeah. snap, the, the, the rush total was something like 17 to four. Khalil Herbert basically got evaporated. Yeah, he yeah. fell off the map. You know, we're going to talk about him. Uh, let's just go ahead and segue. But before I do, please go over to YouTube, search Dynasty Warzone, and subscribe. Uh, you'll catch everything that we do from a gambling perspective. All the podcasts come out about 12 to yeah, 16 hours early. And our absolute favorite content that we give each and every week is our boy Kyle. He does waiver wire on Tuesday. He does start sit on Thursday for a Friday pod. And he does waiver wire sniping. Waiver wire sniping used to be a written article. Now it is an all YouTube content. And that in and of itself is worth the price of admission. Please subscribe. Leave a thumbs up. Comment on a video 
and one of us will get back and comment on your comment. So there you go, Jerry. We've got the intro out of the way. Are you ready for good people, bad tweets? Now, we couldn't find much this week. No, no, we could not, which is a good thing. Definitely not a bad thing at all. But what'd Um, you find? uh, Well, I I found a guy. He is at DWZ Memphis. And this this is is about to be some bullshit. This is about to be a, a, a massive a massive load of bullshit because it's my own bullshit, but uh, it was the the most traction. Like I'm not. Uh, that's the, the 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 normal issue that we have with this is that so many of the tweets that wind up on good people bad tweets are just uh, people looking to gain interaction and uh, traction. You know, w- w- you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Clicks. It's not clicks. It's um, I don't know. But whatever. My, my my thing was, I said, Khalil Herbert and Elijah Mitchell, Khalil Herbert of the Bears, Elijah Mitchell of the 49ers, are why you draft running backs late in your rookie drafts. And you let your league mates gamble on the Daz Newsoms, the Turd Fergusons. I don't think Turd was his real first name, but I Jazz. know they were. Jazz. Jazz. Yeah, Daz and Jazz. Daz Newsom, Jazz, Turd Ferguson. Tylen Wallace. Let your league mates do that. You know, you, you can stick with us here at the Dynasty Warzone. We'll be doing rookie rankings as soon as February. We'll have great guests on like we do every season. We'll try to get Nick Whalen back on, Ray Garvin. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put a lot of emphasis this year on the running backs. If you're up in the third round, just look at the next available running back on your board and take them. Jerry, how often have you found a late round gym of a running back, whether it be a Khalil Herbert, whether it be an Elijah Mitchell, how many times have you found a gym there in the James Robinson two years ago? How many yeah. times have you found a gym like, and that's G E M, not J I M, but a gym like one of those guys late in the third round that you could flip for something more tangible versus where you found a gym of a wide receiver? I mean, it's a hell of a lot more than a wide receiver. Even somebody like Naheem Hines or Jordan Howard back in the day. It- Tariq Cohen. Yeah. I mean, there, there's just, there's tons of them. Like I, I have rules where I usually try to avoid running backs at the end of the first. Cause it's like, that's where all of the pain in the ass ones are. That's where like Royce Freeman is. And that's where Trey Sermon is. And it's like all of the guys that they get hyped up, like they're going to be in that top tier, but they shouldn't be are right there. And then you just get the gems in the third. So top of the first, and then everywhere else, I go running backs. But I agree. I, I I would. I don't know the hit rate off the top of my head, but that is the opportunity to gain somebody that's relevant to your roster that you can plug and play is far exceeding by running backs as opposed to wide receivers in that range. Not even let, close. Let me hit you with a name. Okay. I think we both liked Terrace Marshall coming out. Yep. Uh, there's not a whole lot of excitement around the wide receiver position in Carolina right now. Sam Darnold literally went from uh, the penthouse to the uh, outhouse, as my father yeah. used to say. Real quick. And, and, but I still like Terrace Marshall, the football player. Now, consensus in a 1QB, you were getting Terrace around the back end of your first round, top of the second. Yeah. In a super flex, you were probably getting him mid to late second. And you were getting Herbert and Mitchell – at least in the third and, and, and in a super flex, they may have trickled into the late third, early fourth. Is that fair to say? Yeah. So could you take one of those two running backs and trade them right now straight up 
for Mr. Terrace Marshall? Do you think you'd have any any hesitancy pulling that deal off if you wanted to go acquire Marshall? If you wanted to go acquire him, yeah, you could do that. So basically, you just traded a fourth for a second. What was it, like six months later? If we say May, yeah. if you did your rookie yeah. draft in May, it's like six, seven months later. If That's you don't believe in the running back, yeah, you could do that. Now, you may not have as much of an opportunity to get as much for Khalil Herbert now that David Montgomery's back. True. But David Montgomery's current GM is the guy I'm targeting to move Khalil Herbert to. Hey, this guy missed time. Was it last year? He missed like the first couple of the games of the season. He had a training camp injury, missed some time this year. Hey, this is a great insurance policy if you're a contender and you know you plan on you know making some noise. It'd be nice to have him. Maybe you could get like, maybe you could send Khalil Herbert and a third and get a second back. Would you do that? Khalil Herbert and a say that again. Sorry. So you would send Herbert and a third, and you would get a second back in return. Oh yeah, absolutely. I would do that. And that, that's what I'm talking about. You're buying yeah, equity. Like, you're, 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 you're. It's, it's. So that's why we've been saying this for two and a half years on the Dynasty Warzone, Jerry. You draft running backs. You can trade for wide receivers. And the guy, real quick, so while we're already talking about Elijah Mitchell, it looks like they could be getting Jeff Wilson back this week. Yep. If Jeff Wilson comes back, unlike Trey Sermon, and uh, I'm drawing a blank on the other guy there, Hasting, J.J. Hasting, I think that's his name. I know it's Hasty for sure. Jermichael Hasty. Jemi- thank you very much. Jermichael Hasty. Unlike those guys, Jeff Wilson, we know, is going to cut into his workload. And if you want to, if you want to maximize in dynasty and redraft, if you want to roll the dice on Mitchell, God for Godspeed. Do I'm, I'm a Mitchell guy, so I'm I'm going to do that. So, so but I, if, if you want to get out cheap, I'm sorry, get out now. Now's the time to cash out. But remember, the dynasty war zone, Jerry. We draft running backs and we'll trade for wide receivers. It works every time. Yeah, you ain't kidding. And and get you, and running backs just have so much value all the time. The moment they they play one game, they immediately have trade value. Doesn't matter if they've actually played. The the premise, the possibility of them actually playing one or two weeks makes them valuable. Mark Ingram, K- K- Khalil Hooker, Herbert, a bunch of guys. Khalil Herbert, that first game, and I was hesitant. The first game, it was not the. Maybe it was the Raiders game or the very next game. He had like a very good showing against a good defense. I do not recall who it was. Rocket ship. His stock was never worth more. So draft those running backs, trade for those wide receivers in season. And uh, that was good people, in this case, with good tweets, because that person was me. And as always, that was brought to you by our friends at BetUS.com. Now, not everyone lives in a gambling-forward state like Indiana or Michigan, like Jerry. Jerry and I can bet on apps, simple as on our phone. Now, if let's, let's say, hypothetically, I don't know, you lived in Ohio, neighboring state. Like, literally, I could go to Cincinnati to watch a Reds game with my son, but can't make a wager when I'm in Riverfront Stadium. Or Actually, it's now Great American Ballpark. But I could, if I had the BetUS website, BetUS.com, open on my phone, Jerry. Works everywhere. Great customer service. Jerry, you like, you're in the customer service industry. Tell us about the importance of good customer service. You got it 28 is. seconds. It is. I can't, I'm not going to give you 28 seconds on customer service because I'll swear too much because you know if it's bad. That's the one thing I can say about but, customer But you service. also know if it's good. 
You oh, also, yeah, absolutely. You, you, you also know if it's good. Like if you have a problem with your deposit at BetUS, I had a customer service agent call me. I didn't have to call them. They called me. And they helped me get it squared away because I attempted to use a debit card as opposed to a credit card. They said, sir, you cannot deposit 38 cents with a check into our website. We apologize. We can't do this. They said, unfortunately, said, I'm sorry. My name is the dude. I am Mr. Lebowski. I cannot help it. They said, unfortunately, sir, no, we cannot take a third party out of state uh, unemployment <laughs> check as, as a form of deposit. You'll have to use your debit card. But we got it done Good. at us.com. Uh, you know what? Good news for the state of New York. My buddy James, one of our best patrons, James at Lineups and Chill, he shot me a DM the other day like, hey, I don't know if you saw this. And it's not going to happen right away. But everybody's talking about sports gambling. And what I love about BetUS is they don't juice you to death. The VIG is not ridiculous. If you're into sports gambling, if you're into props, if you're into doing that stuff, BetUS.com. Promo code Memphis. It's going to get you a sign-up match upon your first deposit, and they'll double your sign-up match. I think it's up to five hundred bucks. I think it's what it is currently, and they'll double that if you if you deposit using crypto. Jerry, you're not a crypto guy. I am not a crypto guy. I don't even know what the hell crypto really is. All right. So, so, so I, for I those can't. of you that have not been living under a rock for the last several years, <laughs> cryptocurrency like Bitcoin. I'll go with the biggest one. You can deposit using Bitcoin. They'll match it 200%. So basically, you, you deposit 100 bucks worth of Bitcoin. They hit it with 200%. You got 300 bucks to play on. How about that, Jerry? So you can follow along at the Big Bet. Use promo code Memphis, betus.com. Come bet with us, betus.com. All right, Jerry, here it is. Let's get, let's get into a trade segment. We're going to talk about two guys we're trading for at the midseason. Now, here is the caveat. You have to say, I'm trading for them, but what kind of team do you have? I, I'm going to talk about contenders because I'm contending in a lot of spots. And I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to give you the first crack at this. Give me a guy, one QB or super flex, because that matters with quarterbacks. Give me a guy you're looking to looking to acquire right now. Uh, mine is actually in all situations because he's a young guy. He's in a good situation. And he's shown that he can be explosive. And his role just went up, which is even better because of the release of Odell Beckham Jr. Or the corpse of Odell Beckham Jr., I should say. And it's former Michigan Wolverine Donovan Peoples-Jones. The man famous for taunting my Spartans with his Paul Bunyan pose when he beat us in 2018 or 2019, whenever it was. But my man has played great. In the three games, he's, he's played three of the last five, I believe. And he's had over 70 yards in all three. And he's had three touchdowns in that three-game span. And now Aldo Beckham Jr. is for sure gone. So he he has the makeup to be an alpha-type wide receiver. Coming into Michigan, he was the number one overall wide receiver recruit. He just, he for whatever reason, Jim Harbaugh didn't do what he needed to do with him. But now that he's in the NFL, he's showing his explosiveness he should be relatively cheap. Um, so th that is somebody that I would definitely looking to be getting a hold of, shipping my seconds off for him. If I can flip another piece, honestly, like I would probably flip Terrence Marshall for him at this point. I know that's a little crazy, but uh, I, I believe more in DPJ than I do Terrence Marshall and sort of that whole situation they have going on. Um, so that's that's my guy, Randall. Thoughts on DPJ, thoughts on me hating on your man, Terrence Marshall. 
uh, Terrace, by the way, Terrace, yeah. like yeah. like the uh, like uh, like like a fancy name for a balcony Landscape. or stoop. Yeah. Terrace, Terrace Marshall Jr. Uh, I love Donovan Peoples Jones. Uh, Donovan Peoples yeah, Jones is a good one though. Three three names, always a crowd pleaser, from what I understand. I mean, here's the thing. I traded for him in the offseason in a bunch of spots, drafted oh, him in some startups. That was start- cheap as hell, then. In some startups, yeah. I was getting him super late. And in a league that we're in together with our buddies, the Aussies, as well as some other people, uh, you ever need a wide receiver and you're looking through your taxi squad and I'm like, son of a bitch, there's Donovan Peoples-Jones. It was, it was, like, it was like you put on your coat and you reach in the pocket and you find a 20. And, just, and it's been like seven months. You haven't had your coat on. Well, and you, well, okay. It's funny. I use that analogy. This happened to my son. We thought he lost a pair of AirPods. So, you know, and he put on his coat to go to practice the other morning and he reached into his pocket and there were his AirPods. So <laughs> uh, sometimes you just look in, in a weird place and you find something great. I, I'm a big, big fan. Of Donovan Peoples Jones, uh, he was someone that in our Patreon, Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone, I had been advocating for our patrons to go out and pick up since early in the season. Now I was not prognosticating that Odell was going to pull an Odell and you know clear the way for DVP this early. I actually thought they'd trade him in the upcoming offseason. I knew his cap number was going to make it very difficult because people like we're in the season now and like we tend to forget that, you know, this is a very cash-strapped year for NFL teams. But next year, the cap goes back up. So he'll be a much more appealing player next year. So, no, it doesn't surprise me. I I think Donovan Peoples-Jones is a good one. Uh, I've got a super flex guy for you. Are you ready? I I am always ready, Randall. He's a guy I just got from you earlier tonight, Carson Wentz. Um, I I tried to keep my Colts homerism out of this. But even last year, Jerry, would you say last year was as bad uh, of a season as Carson Wentz could have had? I would definitely say so. There was a lot of shitting on Carson Wentz going on in the Dynasty community. Like shitting on him as in like he was bad or shitting on oh, him yes. as in like Odell, oh, yes. as in like Odell like, Beckham like is he into was, that? Like, <laughs> no, like, like a bad thing, like someone who oh. would not enjoy it. Okay, so okay, I got you. And, and and here's the thing: you you kind of earn your reputation in this world. Um, but everything that you would have wanted from Carson Wentz, uh, what has he not done? He's currently the QB ten overall on the season. Uh, he had one stinker that was the two uh, bad twisted ankle game against Tennessee in Week Three. Outside of that, he's not scored less than seventeen points in a given game. You know, and that's without a whole bunch of really good weapons. Michael Pittman Jr. has stepped up, played great. But I'm looking at this 18, 17, 18, 22, 17, 20, 18, 24. It's been great. It's been absolutely great. And then I'm looking at his contract. So you do know that the Colts have to give the Eagles a first if he plays 70% of the snaps. Do, Do you know what percentage of the snaps he's played so far this year? What percentage? Uh, 99.2. He's played 597 of 602 snaps. Safe to say that Chris Ballard and Frank Reich are committed to Carson Wentz. 
They're committed to letting him play the snaps. They're currently in a jumble. It feels like every team in the NF in the AFC in the conference is either five and four or four and five, except for like a couple of really bad teams and a couple of really good teams. So it's going to be a fun playoff race in the AFC. The Colts are going to be in there. They're not going to bench him. They're committed. Their pick's probably going to be in that 16 to 18, maybe 20 range. Is that fair? I think so. I think I think Philadelphia can go ahead and book it, take your first. But here's why I like Wentz as a super flex asset for the next three years. He's under contract through 2024. His con his, his cap hit after next year, next year it's 15 million. The two years after that, they could release him if they needed to at no cap hit. But next year, 28 million on a $208 million cap. So about 12% of the cap. Following year, 26 million out of 218. The year after that, 27 out of uh, 228. So, and then you're going to see guys like Ryan Tannehill the next two years from a cap perspective. He's 38 and 37 million dollars against the salary cap the next two years. Holy cow, Jerry. Would you yeah. rather have Ryan Tannehill or Carson Wentz today? Carson Wentz. No, what do you think you would have to get him? Do, do, do you think you could get Carson Wentz for a first in a super flex? Um, I think you're, so. You're a contender. Probably. You're, you're yeah. a contender. Let's say you got one of my favorite eight QBs, and you need a good QB too, and you're looking to win your league. You know your pick's going to be 107 through 112. Are you giving that pick straight up for Carson Wentz today? And do you think that's enough to get the deal done? Uh, I think yes on both fronts. A lot of people still don't realize that Carson Wentz is QB 10. You know, it's that interception. It's still still popular to assume that the narrative is the same from last year. And the the results have not changed it. And and honestly, I'm just going to keep building on it because the other guy that I put was Carson Wentz too. Because I, the dude Build. has 15, 15 touchdowns in the last six games with two interceptions. Like it, 17 I, and I, three on the season, by the way. 17 TDs, I mean. three. So basically, including the one rushing TD, he's averaging two touchdowns a game right now, minimum. He, he is essentially on pace to do a little bit better than what Justin Herbert did last year. And Justin Herbert is a very effing good quarterback. Age is different, so that's why the value is different. But Justin Herbert's going to cost you three first, and Carson Wentz, you know, maybe just one contenders first. So I think that's the difference. But I, I'm with you. Carson Wentz was my guy for a reason, and all the things that you said, dude's been good. There, there's a 0% chance anybody watched that Thursday night game, and you all did. You're all psychopaths that love this game, and it was the only game on, and it's a Thursday, and we don't have anything better to do because we're degenerate fucks. So we all watched it, and Carson Wentz, Randy, looked good. He looked good start to finish in that game. So, absolutely, Carson Wentz. And yeah, hell yeah, I'm trading a first. Thank you very much. Let me get your money real quick. And, and there is going to be some tough games ahead. Um, he has got four top 11 passing defenses. Uh, luckily, he's got a couple of those at home. But he does have the Texans, too. Texans and the Jags twice. So, good things ahead for Carson Wentz. I've always been a fan. I was a fan coming in. Uh, one of my two fanboy QBs is having a great season. One's, one is Wentz. We're not going to talk about Sam Darnold. Jerry, give me give me yeah. your other your other trade target or maybe someone you're trading away. So I since I did Carson Wentz, I'll do somebody that I'm trading away. It's James Conner. If you had James Conner, 
he almost certainly won you this week. Can, can I ask you a question real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Is James Conner the also $20 in a coat pocket that you didn't expect? He is. Um, I am a little bit more of a fan of James Conner than most people. So I have a lot. I found a lot of extra $20 in my pockets on a lot of teams this year. Gotta go. Gotta go. He's he's under contract for only this year. They also have Chase Edmonds under contract for this year. So both of those guys are probably gone. I think they're I know James Conner's 26. I think Chase Edmonds is 25 or 26. They're probably not gonna re-sign them. Why would they? Um he's he's been very touchdown dependent, which is, you know, it's nice when you get the points, of course, but his receiving yards in this last game, he had 77, Randy. He didn't have half of that the other eight games of the season. So he did two and a half times his receiving yards in that game. He had never cracked 75 yards in any other game rushing-wise. He has really, really been like the LeGarrette Blunt of like 2018 or 2017 or whenever the hell he had all his damn touchdowns. That is what that dude has been. I'm not relying on that at all. I am flipping James Conner. If I can get a second for James Conner, thank you. I'm good on it. Uh, let somebody else win the championship with him because he's a long-term asset. He is not. That's what I will say. Like, even if even if I'm a contender, you know, I'm probably not going to flip him for a second. I would try to get a younger piece, though. I think this is one of those things where I will try and get someone that's maybe a little bit less productive than what he has been thus far so that I can get a better asset going forward. What do you think you have to add to James Conner to go get Michael Carter? Because that, that would be a move I would be looking to make if I could do that. Okay. Like, the problem is, I, is we're not so far removed from like the 13 target game with Michael Carter. True. But like, even if it's a second, are you doing that? Because I'm doing that in a second. But like, you, you know, I, I could just be crazy. Uh, I, I, if, if you need. I, I, really, I really don't value James Conner at all. No. It, like, I understand he has a role and he can help you win because of he's scoring touchdowns. But as a dynasty asset, I really don't value him. Points or not. I, I would be looking to take any pick for James Conner. Yeah. But I, I would also say this. I would also say that if I'm a contender, I have no problem trying to acquire Just, James Conner for the stretch yeah. run. Eno Benjamin's not a threat. Edmonds no. is going on the short-term IR with a high ankle sprain. And even if he comes back in three yeah, games, he's, that's, he's, st- he's still going to be limited. Yes, Th- They are clearly trying, and this is exactly what they said in the preseason, they were not going to overuse Kyler in the run game. He no. already dinged his shoulder once. He missed a game with an ankle. And they don't want him to run the ball. And he's to their sm- point, they don't they don't need to because James Conner is that dude when he's on the goal line. Like he, he, he just has a way to get there. That's what he does, and he is great at it. And one of my favorite non-fantasy football, but yeah, football-related podcasts that I love is the uh, GM Shuffle with Mike Lombardi. And he was talking about James Conner on his Monday show, and he was talking about what an idiot he was for not respecting James Conner. He said James Conner looked bad last year because he was out there playing hurt for the Steelers. And and his point was that James Conner's healthy and James Conner looks great. And he's making a huge difference for the Cardinals right now. And he's going to get volume. And if you're a contender, he is a value. So I have no problem giving my contender second that 209 through 212. Take it. 
take it and run, uh, you know, via con Dios, I will take James Conner and I'm going to go drink champagne out of the trophy and win because I've got a guy just like that, Jerry. I've got a guy just like that. It's Uncle Lenny, Lombardi Lenny, Leonard Leonard Fournette. Currently, the man has had his buy. So I'm going to give you that bit of trivia information, that knowledge. Where on the season is Lombardi Lenny in the RB ranking? So between not number one, because hashtag he's not, no. But between number one and number, let's say, 36, where would you put Lombardi Lenny season to date running back rankings? PPR. Ah. PPR. So he had like three monster games in a row. I would say he's like 11 because I think he started off a little slow. Check out the big brain on Jerry. He's actually number Nailed 13. Okay. Number 13. Right. Pretty close. Pretty close. The guy's a borderline RB1. And you could get this guy for a second because we're told that, you know, he's, he's trash, but he's in that same fabled class as Christian McCaffrey, as Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara. His name does not have the cachet, but we're in season right now. Name cachet brings value for trades in the offseason. Points win right now. So I will be very happy to try to get Lombardi Lenny for, I wouldn't even be surprised if you could get a fourth back. And I know that sounds trivial, but you could trade that fourth when it's on the clock and maybe get a third and keep kicking the can down the road. I'm going to go get Lombardi Lenny. And if your playoffs, if your fantasy playoffs are weeks 15, 16, and 17, as they should be, you will get the 20, you will get the uh, 19th ranked rush defense of the Panthers in week 16. And the 27th ranked rush defense of the Jets in week 17. That's your playoffs. That's your Super Bowl. That's the the final four and the final two, Jerry. He's a great target. Uh, His points are worth more than his name. Any any takes on Lombardi Lenny? Listen, I mean, this was my guy a couple weeks ago, so I'm with you. Did I just? Okay. I thought I clued on accident. I actually closed this window. Um, I'm with you. The dude has been good. And the reason why I think he's been James Conner, because they're both under contract, they're both of the same draft class. I think Tampa Bay is going to want to keep winning. And I don't think Tom Brady's going anywhere. And I think the way that Lombardi Lenny is running, I think they are probably going to just keep that train going. And he has a good receiving base. Like this is a dude that has consistently gotten work in the receiving game. He's always going to have that foundation. He's not touchdown dependent even though the man can get touchdowns too. With you, love it. I think that was an easy one. And he's another person that was just cast off, disregarded. He's a crumb bum. We talked about him for too long. Now that he's on a new team, we don't want him. Easy value with you, Randy. All right. Anybody you're, not, else? you're not bad at this game. I'll a- just a- say a- that. Anybody else? Because, well, here's the thing. In season, you have to get comfortable with winning ugly. Yeah. You have you have to get comfortable, and look I'm at, look I, at the rosters we're all playing. They are ugly. That, that, but here's here's the thing: there's nothing wrong with winning ugly. I I will I will use um, the uh, my ultimate dynasty podcasters league um, hashtag humble brag. I'm in first, just ahead of guys like Rich Dotson from the Dynasty Nerds and Garrett Price, and you know all, all these great dynasty podcasters. And I'm winning ugly. I'm winning with 
uh, old man Tom Brady. I have no sexiness on this roster. Like literally, I have no Justin Jefferson. I have no Jamar Chase. I have no TJ Hawkinson. But you know what I got? Crusty ass Tom Brady, QB one on the season. Crusty ass bad back Matt Stafford, QB three on the season. Uh, Uncle Lenny, Lombardi Lenny, James Robinson. I mean, I did trade for DeAndre Swift. He's my one bit of sexiness, but Stefan Diggs, 28-year-old Cooper Cup. Remember, I was told a couple of years ago by a very prominent podcaster that Cooper Cup was not worth popcorn fart, and yet here we are. You got to get comfortable in season, in season winning if you want to win. If you want to rebuild like the other 80% of Dynasty podcasts are going to tell you to do, cool, cool. Go collect all the shiny new hotness and keep paying your dues and and, and, and just, but sometimes winning's cool. It's, it's really cool to have like Jamar Chase and all these young hot assets, big thumbs up, but sometimes you just got to win. Got to win ugly, Jerry. Go ugly okay. early. Listen, some sometimes the ugly guy wins at the bar too. Hey, you know what? I'm not Brad Pitt and you're not Tom Cruise, but we get four or five drinks in and we got a shot. <laughs> That's right, baby. The, the the beer goggles work both ways. So, all right, that that is some trade targets that Jerry and I had uh, coming at the midway point. Uh, this is something that I do a lot, uh, like as in every Monday night for a Tuesday podcast for our patrons over at patreon.com, talking some one QB strategy, super flex strategy, targets, uh, who to target depending on what phase of your rebuild or competitive window you're in. One on one trades. I had one today with Nick. I was helping Nick in his attempt to acquire Trey Lance. Uh, we were helping a patron try to acquire Jonathan Taylor. He's like, I got the itch. I'm going to go all in. We helped him in the group chat. He uh, he he went the collective IQ route. Sometimes you just throw it into a, a a group chat full of hundreds of your other of your other hardcore dynasty degenerates. And sometimes you ask me or Jerry in the DMs. But Jerry, you get all of that. For about one and a third gallons of gas right now. Yeah. Right, Check yeah. gas depending prices near you. <laughs> yeah, it might it might be less than a gallon of gas, depending where you're listening to this. Too. There's that one weird city in California that it's like eight bucks a gallon. So it's definitely cheaper Oops, than that. Sorry. No, I'd be walking. So patreon.com forward slash dynasty war zone. Uh, if your group league chat has dried up, and like no one's talking and it's kind of crickets right now, come hang out with us. We're talking dynasty fantasy football every day. We're talking Aaron Rodgers. We're talking Odell Beckham Jr. We've not even touched that subject yet. Maybe we'll do that next. Who knows? But before you go any further, hit pause. Go over to patreon.com forward slash dynasty war zone and see what's going on. Or you can hit pause, go into the show notes of this podcast, hyperlink right there. You touch the hyperlink, you're there. Make that decision. Sign up. Dynasty Warzone, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Let's get rolling. All right, Jerry, before we get into our final segment, if your name wasn't, we'll get into that in a second. What were your thoughts on Odell Beckham Jr.? Wasn't a whole lot of injury news this week, so he just kind of rolled into our trade targets. Thoughts. Is there a place where he could land that would really skyrocket his value? Because he's Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, I think there is a few places that could skyrocket his value. I don't think there are any places that will skyrocket his production. So in the week before he plays and after he gets a team, I think you have a nice window to make some money on Odell Beckham. 
I just, I, I can't like if he lands in Green Bay or something, or if he lands in Arizona or New Orleans or something, like I just can't imagine a situation where he is going to be a consistent asset that you are happy to plug into your lineup ever under any circumstance. He's just not that guy. We're talking about a dude that hasn't been productive since like 2017. At this point, he's like Josh Gordon. Like I have him in my redraft league. I drafted him super late and now he's just sitting on my IR and I was on the precipice of dropping him until I found out he was going to a different team, which is the only reason he's even still there. I don't know. I I don't really care about him. If I if I have him like I do in this league, I will take the opportunity to try and make some money, quote unquote, make some value on him. But something tells me you feel the same way cuz I feel like we have been done with this dude for some time. For me, he needs his kingmaker. I heard a great analogy to comparing him to Randy Moss. Great start to his career. Fledgling in his second stop. Could he have a renaissance in his third stop like Randy Moss did in New England? If that were to happen for Odell Beckham Jr., and it's totally capable, extremely talented guy, extremely athletic, it's good. He's going to need his Tom Brady. The difference is, is he's not getting Tom Brady. No. You know, who resurrected Randy Moss's career? It was Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Hey, who, who's currently resurrecting not only his career, but the life of Antonio Brown? Tom Brady. Odell Beckham Jr. is a very strong-willed individual, and he needs to be paired up. Like, he wouldn't do good with a Derek Carr. He just, Derek Carr does not have the personality, kind of like Baker. Like Baker has this, like uh, this image of swag and bravado, but like Baker acts like a, like a different cat. He's less than alpha when Odell's in the room, like Odell going to Aaron Rodgers, I think would be a very good stop for him. Cold weather. I I think that's the best stop for him, actually. I, I think it has to be Aaron Rodgers or it has to be Patrick Mahomes. It has to be a very established quarterback. It has to be a very established team that his big personality is not going to go in there. And, you know, he's got a lot to prove because he is yeah. now a free agent. He's probably going to sign a remainder of the year deal, be a free agent in the offseason. And we'll see what happens. But I, I think he gets a little bit of a bump. He's no one that I'm, I'm, you know, there, there are so many wide receivers in that same price range that just give me more production. So I'm very interested to see where he lands, but yeah, from a dynasty standpoint, I'm kind of over it. He's a catch and release fish. Like I'm going to catch him. His name's, his name's worth more than than the production he's going to put in your lineup every week. I agree. I like, I'm, I'm catching him wherever he lands. I'm taking a little bit of profit and I'm letting him go right away. And it almost, it almost feels, he almost makes you a prisoner because of his name. You almost feel obligated every week to hit the, 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 the checkbox next to his name to insert him in the lineup where like deep down, if Corderell Patterson has wide receiver eligibility, you know, you should probably hit that button. You know, there's more uh, Donovan Peoples Jones, you know, you should probably hit that button, but you just always feel like this uh, subconscious twinge that I better hit the button because he's Odell Beckham Jr. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's the Josh Gordon trick. Much the, like the much like much like Cleveland, it was addition by subtraction. 
They got yeah. rid of Odell. Oh, yeah. they, they got rid of the distraction. They went out and housed Cincinnati. Um, yes, they did. I, 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 and I will be happy for him and whatever team gets him if he has a career resurrection. Good yeah. for him. God bless. But uh, it won't be on many of my teams, Jerry. Not All right. Let, and not on the Lions either, which is great too, because I yeah. was glad Dan Campbell came out and said, now nah, we're good. D- yeah, D- D- I don't see Dan Campbell and uh, Odell Beckham getting along no. famously. No, I, <laughs> I wouldn't have either. It just uh, it goes together uh, not not too well. So, all right, Jerry, give me a guy that in dynasty spaces we would have a different perspective on if their name wasn't. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, yeah, you- yeah. All right, I'm going to give you my first guy. My first guy is Tua. And if his name wasn't Tua Tungavailoa, we would have a completely different perception of this guy. Um, You know, he played in uh, nine games. He started nine of 16 games as a rookie, got benched at least twice for Ryan Fitzpatrick. He had a win and you're in game against Buffalo where they were pulling the starters. Buffalo had everything locked up they could. Uh, He bombed that game. They lost like 56 to 26, if I remember correctly. He's already missed, I believe it's four games this year. I mean, between the injury issues and just the overall performance, I mean, the, the guy's got seven touchdowns. And I know he had a couple of nice games against the Jags. And unless your name is Josh Allen, everybody has a good game against the Jags. And he had a good game against the Falcons. Trevor Simeon had a good game against the Falcons. But, you know, when he played legitimate contenders, you know, against New England, he had 201 TD, one interception. Um, Against Buffalo the second time, zero touchdowns, one interception, 200 yards. When he plays big boy teams, and he's going to be in a division with Buffalo with New England for a long time, you know, if his name wasn't Tua Tungavailoa, we wouldn't look at him the way that we do. He's a guy that in Dynasty, I'm completely looking to get out of. Uh, I don't think he's going to play this week because of the finger. I believe I heard reports to that, that Jacoby, Jacoby Biscuits, Jacoby the Beef Brisket is going to be starting on Thursday night. Give him the additional 10 days. The minute he gets back out there, he has a good game or two, get him off your team. Um, Unless you want the Polynesian version of Jared Goff on your dynasty roster in two years, get rid of this guy now. Uh, Jerry, I would be looking to get out for the same first I paid for him. If I could get a refund, I would totally get a refund on Tua. I don't dislike the guy. He seems like a great young guy. But let's look at all the negatives. You have the performance issues. You have the injury issues. You have the owner wants to get rid of him issues. Where's he going to go issues? I would just much rather move Tua and get into something. Like if I could give Tua plus a little bit to get into a Carson Wentz or a Kirk Cousins or a Derek Carr, I think I could get Derek Carr maybe a little bit back because his name is Tua. Again, if his name wasn't Tua, what would he be worth? If his name was John Smith and he had played it, if his name was Jordan Love and he played at Utah State, we'd be killing him. But because he's Tua and he went to Alabama, we love him. Jerry, what do you think about my first candidate as if his name wasn't? Uh, I think you're right to an extent, but I'm also not selling Tua for all that. And I don't. You're going like to go down you with say, the ship, you, eh? say, you say performance issues, uh-huh. but 
I mean, the man has had over 200 yards passing in a lot of the games. He's had over 301. Oh, is this 1974 he a, when 200 had, yards meant something? He had a four touchdown game too. I mean, like we're we're to, let's talk about Trevor Lawrence or somebody like like that's a guy that I th- sort of thought you were going to go that route on. Listen, uh, I, I will. I, in all fairness to 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 Tua, if Trevor Lawrence continues down the path he's on. One year from now, in November of 2022, you're goddamn right we'll be having this conversation about like, Trevor listen, Lawrence. I, this I, is not I isolated agree. to Tua. I do agree that Tua went from a Deshaun Watson-esque prospect to just not. Like, like since we have seen him playing, no, it has not been that. And he does have injury concerns, which is a reoccurring pain in the ass to anyone that has him. I'm just not ready to sell him plus for some 33 year old quarterbacks though. Like I'm, I, I'm just not. I, I would much rather have Kirk Cousins in the actual fantasy points. He's like a, again for like the third year in a row. He's going to be QB nine okay. to twelve, and I know he's going to be in Minnesota Listen, next me, year. He's me got, and Kirk Cousins are homies. I'm, I'm never. Right, gonna I'm just that. checking, even though he's a total weirdo. But and, and and if his coach would actually like not go into the. Uh, you know, too into conservative mode when they get up a little bit, he could be even better. But I know, I know with Kirk Cousins, I'm going to get a QB nine to twelve, and I'm not going to have to sweat it. So for, for me, you, I, again, if his fair. name wasn't if his name wasn't Tua, and he didn't, he have would the college be worth pro- less. I will not disagree with you in that aspect. So, so I, but in fairness to him, again, you ask about Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. We'll be having this conversation about this yep. rookie class next year Agree. if we don't see a step forward. My concerns with Tua is he plays the New England Patriots. He has a 79 QB rating. He plays against the Buffalo Bills. He has a 40 and then a 58, but he plays against bums, bums like Jacksonville he, and Atlanta. I, I don't say Jacksonville because they shit on Josh Allen. They made Josh Allen look like a crying little infant. Well, but, but, that's, but that's one sample. I, I agree. I agree. But I mean, I, and listen, if we would have said this four days ago, I would have said, yes, Jacksonville's a shit team and you know, you should have done better, but they embarrassed Josh Allen. I know because I lost because of it. It pisses me off, but I hear you. It's a good one. So if I'm going to do anybody to move on, cause you know, my nipples get hard for two and I got, I got to defend my mans, but I'm going to talk about your mans a little bit. Your, your Colts. Because if Michael Pittman Jr. had a different name, we'd be talking about a mega superstar. 24-year-old wide receiver. You know what he is on, on, the, on the season, Randy, in PPR? Uh, 17, 18? No. Seven. Wide receiver I'm seven. shooketh. This dude has been consistent as could be. We're talking, let's see, he's had... Two games under 50 yards receiving. And he's had four touchdowns in the last three games, five in the last four. If this dude's name was A.J. Brown, like... What, what if it, it was it, Justin Jefferson? Same thing. That, that's what I mean. Like, his production is linked up with all of those guys, but they get the benefit of the doubt. Like, you look at A.J. Brown, he's got what? He's played in seven games. Four of them have been under 50 yards. He had the two very big games where he had over 130 and some touchdowns. But Michael Pittman Jr. has had over two 100-yard games. He's just, he's very consistent. The Colts, 
it, I, th- I just think people hate your Colts. I think that might be the thing. Tennessee's a more trendy team, so people like to do that. But same same age, I, I think that's one of the other things. Is A.J. Brown has been in the league a little bit longer, but same age, he's outproducing my man. Like, there is no reason Michael Pittman Jr. shouldn't be talked about in that elite young wide receiver mold. And if his you ain't got to convince me, you can, you can, well, I I know, I know that. Yeah. I mean, it it took me convincing up until this year, but, but like Mike Kinney said in, in the, in the chat is Pittman overshadowed because people like to body wins. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Which, which is the problem, which is the reason we brought up Wentz earlier. People are ignoring the fact that he's actually a QB one and that Michael Pittman Jr. is a, is a wide receiver one. Like it's just, I don't get it. You know, it, it, I mean, I guess I, I sort of do because I'm falling for Tua, right? You know, it, it's the name sometimes. But if Michael Pittman Jr. had a different name, if it was DK Metcalf or it was Justin Jefferson or if it was AJ Brown or DJ Moore or something, everybody would have tight gray sweatpants and everybody would be living a jolly life. But it's just for whatever reason, he gets love. Don't get me wrong. It's not like it's really coming around. It's it's really coming around over the last two weeks because he's, he's, he started to do it. If, if Jamar Chase did exactly what Michael Pittman Jr. was doing, holy fuck, which he is. I mean, don't get me wrong, but like the hype is just on different levels and it, and it's weird. I don't, I don't get it. it. It's weird that some people get it and some people don't. So I'm with you, which is why we're talking about it in general. But yeah, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here thinking like you might not be able to get it right now, but what could you get on top of Michael Pittman if you were to you know move Jamar Chase? And I'm not advocate. I'm just asking this like theoretically. Right. I, I know what you're saying. What, could, you, could you get two first? Could you get Michael I, Pittman and two first? Maybe, maybe. Wouldn't like, you take it, that? It, at, at, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I'm willing. I'm willing to sacrifice that two points a game to take those two additional picks that, really that, down the road. I don't. Again, I'm not advocating that, and I'm not saying you should do that. I, I I'm merely saying that sometimes the plus is worth the plus. I think Pittman was a great call. I was not expecting to get this much Colts speed blue love. I know. In, I know in Detroit. Is that, is that what theirs is? It's yeah. It's speed blue. I know in, in I mean, Detroit. I'm, it's Honolulu. I like, I like Honolulu blue a little better, but it's all right. Speed blue. Speed blue. I think it's because uh, Muncie, Indiana is the meth capital of the world. And speed blue <laughs> may be paying uh, homage to uh, to my hometown, as a matter of fact. But uh, my guy is, if his name wasn't James Robinson, oh, yeah. he, he, he'd be a top five dynasty startup pick. I mean, we're all going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs for uh, – Javante Williams and 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 I have Javante Williams as RB eight in a startup for next year. Again, barring an injury, I covered this on the Patreon podcast last night. But if James Robinson had went to a Power Five school, if he had went to Oklahoma or Georgia or whatever, we would be going cuckoo for cocoa puffs. And I, I know everyone's going to say, but but Memphis, what what about? What what about Travis Etienne? What about him? You know, I, I, I heard I heard that about Nick Chubb. I heard that about Nick Chubb. What about Kareem Hunt? What of it? Up until Kareem Hunt went on IR, they were both RB ones. There is a world where James Robinson and Travis Etienne can can coexist. James Robinson has had his buy, 
had a game where he left in the fourth quarter and missed a game. And he's still the RB 18, 17, excuse me, RB 17 on the season, averaging 15.6 points a game. And there is a great uh, Instagram page that I follow. It's FTB. L stats page. So basically FTBL representing football, FTBL stat page. And this is through week eight when, when James Robinson got hurt. He was eighth in the league in rushing yards. He was um, in rush attempts, not in the top 10. He was fourth in yards per attempt. He was ninth in yards after contact. He was seventh in broken tackles. I mean, this is a guy who is just constantly involved, and I don't see that changing. By the way, Jerry, have you ever seen – I know people are going to say, but Travis Etienne was a first-round pick. Did you know that? I did, I did know that. Did you know that Jacksonville's been known to give up on a first-round pick or two? That is, uh, history is on that side, yes. What'd they get for Leonard Fournette? Hey, it was a trick question. They released him. Hey, yeah. what, what'd they get for C.J. Hinton? No, they took Fournette fourth. It was a fourth or fifth overall, I something like fourth. that. Yeah, they, 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 they took C.J. Henderson, the corner, ninth overall, traded him to Carolina for Dan Arnold in a sack of shoestrings and a bag of balls. So would it be crazy for Jacksonville to trade Travis? E- and I would love this for everybody involved, James Robinson, Travis Etienne, and me and my greedy little self. Would it be crazy to trade Travis Etienne to the Cardinals? Because... Your your boy awesome. your boy Chase Edmonds is going to be a free agent, and your boy James Conner is going to be a free agent. Wouldn't that be neat? So it's not it like these neat. things couldn't happen. But if his name wasn't James Robinson and it, and his name was, I don't I don't know. Um, you you could pick a guy, Sony Michelle. If he had Sony Michelle's pedigree, <laughs> if he had Sony Michelle's Clyde Edwards Hilaire, yeah. I mean, out of last out of, out of last year's draft class, I'm I'm looking. I mean. Would you rather have James Robinson or J.K. Dobbins? James Robinson. Would you rather have, and I know this is an easy one for you, would you rather have James Robinson or Cam Akers? Jam and James Robinson. You know why? Because you saw him do it twice. James yeah. Robinson should be back this week. He's going to play about eight more games of football. And James Robinson, maybe I think it's nine because he's already had his bye. And James Robinson's going to put up another 1,000-yard season. Probably going to have another thirteen or 1,400 total yard season. And he's going to be real productive. But because his name is James Robinson, and he didn't go to Oklahoma, and he didn't go to Georgia, and he wasn't drafted in the first or second round, we just assume he's trash. But you know what? I'm going to take, I'm going to take James Robinson and his undrafted free agentness and all those beautiful, sweet, sweet, sweet fantasy points he puts in my roster each and every week because I don't care that his name's James Robinson. Jer- Jerry, give us one more if his name wasn't. If his name wasn't Dalton Schultz, we would be going absolutely bananas for this. Man. You are throwing haymakers. Like I don't, I don't understand what this man has to do. Now, tight end is a weird position because you know we're all arguing guys that are going to get you know eight hundred yards in the season. But like, as far as consistency is concerned, this dude has been far more consistent than Kyle Pitts has been. Now, Kyle Pitts has shown his great ceiling. Don't get me wrong. But he also doesn't have to compete with C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper. And even without that competition, Kyle Pitts has still had some stinkers, which, just saying, doesn't look like he's Travis Kelsey. I don't want to piss you guys off. I know how the 
the Kyle Pitts hive can swarm on. They will. Somebody. They will come for you, Jerry. That, it, which I get. Like he's good and he's young and he should get better. One touchdown on the year from your. Where did they pick? Wasn't it like five or six or something? Like didn't they pick super early, Kyle Pitts? Yeah, it was four, a four. Four. Yeah, four. Fourth overall. Highest pick. tight end ever drafted. Fourth overall pick. Calvin Ridley's gone, or Calvin Ridley's out. Julio Jones is gone, and you've gotten two games where he was awesome. You got Dalton Schultz out here scoring four times as many touchdowns, I think, or three times as many touchdowns. He's got a bunch of games that are very consistent in the 70 to 80-yard range. Like, he's only 25 years old. Like, I'm not saying that he's Kyle Pitts, but if his name was Kyle Pitts, y'all would be happy. If Kyle Pitts had Dalton Schultz production, you would be thrilled about it. But because he's Dalton Schultz, he's Gary Barnage, or he's like uh, you called that another? man. You called that man Barnage, and he was actually pretty useful down the stretch last year. Once Blake Jarwin got hurt, that's what I mean. Like he's just he's in that realm of guys who is productive at the tight end position now that people want to cast off, like Tyler Higby. Even though Tyler Higby's been all right, right? Like, I mean, no, he's not going to have the five games of a hundred and whatever yards like he had the one year. But well, let me hit you with a let me hit you with a with a with a hot trivia question. Okay, go ahead. How many tight ends would you rather have than Dalton Schultz? I don't. I like off the top of my head, probably yes. like six, six or seven. I would guess. I, obviously, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Let me hit you. Mike Gesicki, let me hit you with this, Mike Gesicki or yeah. Schultz. Gesicki, for sure. Obviously, Hawkinson, Waller, they go without saying. Then you get yep, to yep. Dalton Schultz, who is your tight end six. Now, Pitts is seven. Yep. Would you rather have, would you rather have, let's say you could get Dalton Schultz, and this would probably be hard as good as he's playing, but would you rather have Dalton Schultz and Cooper Cup or Kyle Pitts? Because I think before the season, you get that deal all day and, and probably a first two. Oh, you absolutely do get it before the season. I don't think you can get it now because yeah, the, the team that when, has Cooper Cup, the team that has Cooper Cup's going to win, so they're going to hold on to it. W- weird Cooper Cup stat. He's obviously the wide receiver one on the season. What yep. is the gap? The points in PPR. What is the gap between Cooper Cup and Tyreek Hill, who is the wide receiver two? Is this per game? No, no, no. Just on the season. So, so Cooper Cup has scored X. Tyreek Hill has scored Y. I'll say What's the gap. 35. 35 points. Well, Jerry, that's where you'd be wrong. It's 50.3 PPR points. Cooper Cup on the season has scored 235 PPR points. Tyreek Hill has scored 185. The gap between Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase, who is in third, the difference is 68 points on the season. It's staggering. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's staggering right now what, what Cooper Cup has done. So you're probably not getting that deal that I was just referring to. But man, I, I love your call of Dalton Schultz. Let me ask you a question. Blake Jarwin, they've played a lot of two tight end sets. What mm-hmm. percentage what percentage of offensive snaps do you think Schultz has played this year, if you had to guess? I, I honestly have no idea. That's why I said guess, Jerry. I don't know. 75, 80%. 77. You nailed it. You okay. meddled it. He was 77%. And I don't have his route participation pulled up. I was doing right. that research while you were talking. But Dalton Schultz, for me, if I'm doing a startup today, even in tight end premium, 
very rarely in a startup am I going to walk away unless, unless we'll make sure I caveat this, unless it's like a start two where you must start to like the yeah. league that you and I are in. Uh, but if it's not, even if it's tight end premium, I'm going to forego where I have to draft Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, Waller, Pitts. I'm going to be much more likely to take a gamble on a Gasecki, on a Schultz, on a Hunter Henry, maybe a Dallas Goddard. Pat Fryermuth looked great uh, past couple of games. Dawson Knox had a good run. I think. I think one thing to realize is that the last couple of games where Josh Allen has struggled happened to coincide with no Dawson Knox. I'm, I'm not saying there's a direct corollary there, but there's a whole group of young guys that includes your man, Dalton Schultz, that uh, I, I think needs to be brought up. But, Jerry, I think you, you brought Something some good Something else, ones. one more. Hunter Henry has scored five touchdowns in the last six games. So, I mean, that's another guy that, this you know, is a, people. This is a, a co. This is a co uh, rant for Jerry and I. This is what happens when you choose the athlete over the football player. Everybody all off season was telling you it was going to be the Janu show. It's the Janu show. It's the Janu show. Hey, Jerry, it's the Janu show. Do do you know who is this is tight end premium, obviously, but do you know who is the current tight end nine? Are you setting me up for Hunter Henry? It's Hunter Henry. Do you know who the current tight end 27 is? <laughs> I, could, I could guess. I bet it's Janu. Janu Smith. Did you know that he is an exquisite athlete, though? I'm pretty sure. Dude, I, I know he looks good in a pair of uh, shorty shorts that are super skin tight. But uh, do you know that his career high of like 483 receiving yards is feeling pretty safe that considering through nine games he has 193? And one touchdown. So he's on pace for like three season yards. He Janu is on pace to be Janu. At some point, when you see a duck, hear a duck, smell a duck, you just got to know that he's a duck. You mean stop, you mean to, you mean to tell it. me that midway through his fifth pro season, that Janu's just not going to be a thing? Huh? I'm gonna write Thank that. You. I'm gonna write that down. Jerry, if only no. two handsome sons of bitches. Didn't bitch about Johnu Smith all offseason. I don't know who that was. And, and not only did, I, I did, did like we bitch. I don't victory laps, but if there was one thing that that's we a mid-season, right on, That's a mid-season victory like, lap for sure. Yep. 100%. Johnu. You know, you know I, but, man, I, I've got to be grateful for the Hunter Henry victory lap because uh, the Sam Darnold one was so bad. But anyway. Yeah. I, you that's know what? I'm, I'm, I'm already owning it. When we go into uh, our good season – you know, bad takes, our cold takes episode later in the off season. <laughs> I fell uh, for Miles Sanders. So yeah, we're it's, it's, we're going to talk about all these guys and we're going to keep this going. I really want to thank you guys. Um, this is the time of the year where, you know, our downloads dip. We come into the season red hot, rookie season always red hot, startup season always red hot with downloads and everything. But I just want to thank you guys for all the support in season. I know it gets frustrating, but listening to podcasts like this and so many others is how you get a leg up on your league. It's how you get a leg up on your competition. You know, we have a ton of sponsors. We mentioned betus.com, promo code Memphis. You know, we've mentioned patreon.com forward slash dynasty Warzone. If And, and then obviously hate brand goods. That's uh, Matt over at the hviii.com. They've got some new shorts and a fall hoodie dropping this coming Thursday. But if you don't want to support us that way by supporting our sponsors, 
It's as simple as going to our YouTube channel and subscribing. It's as simple as going to iTunes and leaving a review. Jerry, that has a significant impact on us. It, it like bigger than we can tell you in this 15 seconds. Not only is it super fun to read, even if you're mean, it's really yeah. fun if you're mean to Randy, like for me at least, but like, I don't know. It, saying nice things makes us feel good. It makes us feel like people are actually listening to this thing because all we do is, you know, we see numbers and each other. But Which, which know, seeing it, Jerry it, makes it all worth it, by the way. Yeah, uh-huh. Number, number, yeah. like he, Jerry is like our Justin Fields, number one on his shirt, number one in my heart. <laughs> that is, uh, that is my man, Jerry. But just, anyway, just yeah. not, just not number one in practice. Hey, it's okay to be number one. Just don't step in number two. Anyway, yeah. I want to thank you guys for the support and helping the dynasty war zone any way you can. Again, any of our sponsors, but again, if, if, if you're not in that position right now, cool. Five-star reviews, comments, thumbs up on YouTube, all of that stuff helps those things. Jerry, you know what the, the analytics nerds like? You know what they, they just absolutely love? What do they love? A good algorithm. And if you want to help us win the algorithm game on Apple and on YouTube, interact with us. Interact with us. We'll interact with you. We'll help you. How about that, Jerry? We'll come, up with, a con- we'll, we'll come up with a contest or something for next week. Let's do that. And I, I do want to share one comment for those that are watching on YouTube. It is from one of the best supporters of everything we do. His name is Mike Kinney. Uh, I cannot think of a YouTube live stream that we've done where Mike's not taking a second to chip in. Mike said, Jerry's pretty face is worth the price of admission. Uh, for those that didn't know, the show's free. So it's totally worth free. But uh, he is the man of the hour, and he is the man with the power. You can follow him at Jerry send DWZ. You can follow me at DWZ Memphis. You can follow the show at Dynasty Warzone on Instagram and Twitter. And until next time, here at the Dynasty Warzone, Jerry, what are we trying to do? We're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. You're damn right we are. All right, until next time, thanks for tuning in. Have a great week, 10. Talk to you. It's Hate Brand Goods. That's uh, my company. That is what we've started. I hope you guys have checked it out. If you want to go over to the hate.com hate for me means it's about self-improvement. It's this self-motivation through self-loathing this, this bit of loathing of not tolerating your own bullshit, that little voice that says today's good enough or what we did's fine, or no one's going to know that I'm taking today off. Like, fuck all that, man. I know like I hold that standard. I'm accountable to me. And that's it. That's why I chase goals. I do it because of me. I don't do it because of what someone else is going to think of it or what someone else's approval is. And it's about holding yourself to that. The rest of that motivation can fade, but as long as you're in control of being able to make you do the shit you want to do, you're golden, man. So head over to the hate.com, use code and save yourself some cash. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak